We are now recording. We are recording. It's happening. It's live. It's real. 100%. Live from New York. Sorry. Thanks, Moss. Yeah, welcome to the I Went to Film School podcast. I'm Zach Gladstone. I'm Anthony Moss. And our guest, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, Gabriel. Thanks Gabriel. for having me. Well, ga- no last name. Just no, Gabriel. No just Gabriel. Name, just it's Gabriel. like Cher, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Stage right name. <laughs> so, uh, Gabe, you went to film school. Uh... Sure. Yeah, I mean, you went sure. to a film school. I went to you... some kind of film school. Yeah. So, some kind. Of, well, d- tell us a little bit about it. Where'd you go? What'd so, you do? for the record, it wasn't. It wasn't really film school. It was. Uh, it's. It was. Um, I took a video course at Durham. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, I was able to. I had like professors and friends that came straight from the film industry, so um, they kind of geared the 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 course towards more of the film stuff rather than just like corporate video. Cause that was what my course was supposed to be. Um, you know, so like how to like shoot a corporate video and how to like really get small businesses promoted through like your videos and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I took the course cause my original plan after college was to, um, take some kind of like advanced film course somewhere else. Mm. Um, cause at the time, like our school didn't have, um, a film course. Um, so it was just video. Uh, so the film course actually came, came to be after I left Durham. Um, and turns out based on like reviews that I've heard from people that have done it, um, it's not a very good course. So, mm. uh, because of that, I guess, I guess I kind of just like dropped the whole film thing from, um, from school for quite a bit. Um, so, but anyway, like my time at Durham, it was only a two year program. And in that time I learned quite a bit. Uh, I had no real plans to go into film or anything like that. Um, before, like after high school. Um, but I, but I later realized to myself, I was like, you know, I, I love making film. I love, I love making stuff. So why not at least try and give it a shot and see where that takes me. Um, hence the video course. So, um, like I said before, it was geared more towards corporate video, but I didn't want to do corporate videos. Like who the hell wants to do that? Yeah. Right. So, uh, um, you you don't want to sell your soul and make ads all day. Like, come um, on, that's no, it doesn't sound too fun. (laughs) Right. But I mean, like, like I, I've made corporate videos for, uh, like with like the crew that I worked at at school, but primarily I, all I wanted to do was make like horror films, like short horror films, short films and stuff like that. Um, I, so two things here. I, first of all, I wanted to, I really wanted to make, um, like something that I would come up with, like, you know, pretty much come to life on the big screen. That was the ultimate goal. I'm sure for everybody that's done film or some kind of video, that's the ultimate goal in the end. Um, and I was able to actually make a short film, uh, with some of my buddies, um, that I posted. It's not on, it's not on YouTube or anything. It's just on my Facebook. Uh, I, I don't think I posted it anywhere else. Um, but that was actually like the one and only short film that I've done in the full two years. Unfortunately, uh, I honestly, I think I, I wish I could have done more with that, especially two years being there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, stuff happens. Um, but yeah, I, I've always wanted to just do short films. Um, and as of right now, I'm not really doing anything special at the moment, but I'd very much like to get back into it. Um, well, what are, what, sorry to interrupt. What no, are you doing now, though? I'm I'm nothing related to film. Honestly. That's okay. Yeah, but just, just nothing related. I feel just working in jujitsu. 
Yeah, so yeah, you're just the two jiu-jitsu? things. Yeah, just the two things. Hey, th- that's something that you and I can relate to that Zach can't. So do you okay. want to just go in depth <laughs> on jujitsu? No, I'm kidding. Sorry, sorry. Uh, um, yeah, sorry. Go on. Yeah, so it, I mean, like like I said before, this stuff happens. I it's not that I lost interest in making films and stuff like that. Uh, I still love it, um, although I just maybe kind of needed some inspiration to move forward with that. Um, and I know that right now, I don't see it being something. Um, that I would carry to like a career, uh, like I, like I previously wanted to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with where I am now. I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm grow tired of making films and stuff and it's boring and it sucks. <laughs> and it's, no, it's not, not, there's nothing like that. As soon as they shoot you up and spit you out. Like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing is like, I haven't even got the full taste of like what it's actually like to work on set. Cause the, the closest thing I've had to working on stuff like that was like maybe helping like other groups and other of my friends with their short films and stuff like that. Um, which I had a lot of fun doing. It really takes your mind off all the other shit that, you know, doesn't really matter in the moment. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically the gist of how I got into it and where I'm at at the moment. That's such a nice. great way to. Sorry, uh, that's such a great way to like um, mention to, to bring up or like uh, to describe a film set because when you're there and like I don't know like your experience either Zach but like yeah like you're totally right you just you zone into whatever that is and like all the other problems of your life don't matter compared to you getting that Apple box like right now <laughs> you know exactly, what I mean like yeah. you just like yeah. oh yeah you need to fly in that lens you right make friends now. that run on set it's like going to summer camp a little bit like mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean I mean. Even if it's not your production, it's still a lot of fun seeing how other people do things, seeing how things work. Um, and if you want, you can take inspiration for yourself. Like anything, anything that if you have plans of making anything working on set is going to be a really good idea for you to really get out there and get your foot in the door, uh, especially for connections and stuff like that. Um, as I previously mentioned, like a lot of my professors uh, went to, uh, like they worked on set for for other big productions and stuff. So talking to them and, and learning about all the different kind of stuff that goes on set, like really, really helped me. Um, but I, but for the most part, it's been so far just like how, how getting it, like, how are you going to get in? How are you going to get your foot in the door based on like all your connections and stuff like that? Um, so yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <no. laughs> okay, cool. That, no, um, that's it. But well, I, I was going to ask, cause you've already like kind of talked about what you liked and what you kind of took away from, um, your time at Durham. And it, it sounds like, um, like other people have like mixed responses to this program, but it sounds like it, it did kind of um, set you in a path where things were going. Was there any, like, do you have any like um, experiences that were positive or negative that like kind of dissuaded you from continuing to work? I don't know. Like just cause um, obviously like we all have our different paths and we all decide to choose different. Like right now I'm not making any film. Like I'm mostly just writing about it. Um, and I, I, I have no time to even consider yeah, doing a master's kind of takes up a little bit of your schedule there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. And it's almost made me less interested in making f- film. And um, but at the same time, like we all again, all of our paths are different. So like at your time, was there any were there any experiences that made you like really question whether or not you were interested in film or like, um, I don't know, just essentially continue talking. Yes. <laughs> That's great. I will. Thanks, I will. I will. I will keep talking. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, uh, like I said before, it was, it wasn't 
it wasn't a very long course and it was kind of just like bare basics of how, how long to, was it again? Two years. Okay. Just to your program. Um, and at the time I met, like, I, I love the friends that I've, I've made through that course. I think that we together as a group, we've made some pretty good stuff, even though, um, I think to my knowledge, <clears throat> there's only like maybe two of us out of the group that have actually continued with, uh, film and video and everybody else kind of just, um, fell off or they're doing their own thing. Um, but I guess one thing that, that stopped me from maybe pursuing it a little more than I should was probably the fact that like, I don't have any equipment whatsoever. Um, and at, at the time at school, like we would, we would be able to take out like, like different kinds of like stuff that you needed for whatever it is you wanted to shoot. Um, and not being a student anymore, I don't have access to that stuff anymore. And a lot of the friends and crew members that I worked with, uh, for whatever, they kind of just like, you know, just like live, they live super far away from me essentially. Mm-hmm. So I, I live like 20 minutes away from, from campus. Um, and the others are like, we're talking like a couple hours away right. uh, with different schedules and stuff like that. But, um, so yeah, I guess like just little things like that, stuff that could probably be easily avoided if I really, really had more of a passion to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, like it, like I said before, it's kind of just, it's kind of just not as big as a passion that I, that I, um, was, was hoping that it would be. Uh, but like, um, it's, I'm, I'm still open to making, to making stuff with, with the guys again. Like, uh, if we can just maybe get together and really write something and have everyone on board, we can pick out like different shoot dates and stuff like that, um, with, with the crew. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, I, I wish that we were a lot closer together and we had access to the equipment. Um, cause right now it's just, it's just a DSLR and that's it, you know? Yeah, having having access to like um, equipment is such a unfortunate limiting factor in terms of like making films that are going to be at festivals or like do well online. Because yeah. I, I mean, like you, even with a DSLR, you can probably get some like pretty competent shots. There's a lot of things you can you can mod a Canon DSLR to do a lot of good uh, to, to get a good cinematic color profile for color grading, even if you wanted to. But if you don't got good audio, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, it's not forgivable. We, where did we get the most of our equipment for hard boiled? Like, didn't we just lock out with borrowing it from friends and renting some stuff? Yeah. So, um, like when Zach and I worked on a project together, we were, yeah, we mostly like, um, I have a somewhat a decent stash of equipment myself, but like for the most part, we were relying on Lyft and other services that like that's how we got our sandbags, our C stands, our flags, all of the all of our our doof to block out windows. Yeah. All of that, uh, all that good stuff that really isn't accessible if you just want to make like a quick short. So that always kind of limits your scope, especially if you want to do something like horror, which um, you want a good lighting kit. You want good sound. You need. Um, God forbid you're doing exterior nights or some shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be difficult. With that. Especially like in southern Ontario where <laughs> out of the blue it just decides to be the coldest it's ever been in November. At four o'clock it's dark. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, longer night shoots might benefit maybe a short horror shoot, but I don't know. I I, I can only imagine it's colder, it's windier. Also, we're just focusing on the negative right now. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. No, but I'm sure. But but honestly, like even with any good production, you're gonna have problems like that. You got to deal with. Um, oh, that's true. Like yeah, obviously, yeah. when I like when I did did my short, uh, we we kind of threw together. It was actually for an assignment at school, so it wasn't for fun. Um, I 
we pretty much like had to shoot the entire thing within like two days. Um, so it was like, and, and at the time, like we were working like three different projects at the same time. So there was mine and then my other friend short and then my other friend short. So in the span of like two days, we had to get everybody's shots in as, as, as much as we could. Um, so I remember being up at like three in the morning with the guys in like my basement trying to get like, trying to, trying to get the shots in the basement from the inside of my house that I needed for my, my film. Um, and I wish that I had probably maybe planned it a little better. That's definitely one thing that, that I, I wish I could go back and do. Um, but yeah, I mean, procrastination, just wasting all the time that you're given to do an assignment. Obviously I think everybody knows where I'm coming from <laughs> yeah. for that. No, uh, I, I have no idea. I never, ever procrastinate. Yeah. I mean, just like, like cramming ideas in a last minute, it's, you're not going to get the best option. Um, the, the best, the best outcome for whatever it is you're shooting. Um, so I guess I would say had I had more time to focus on lighting and get like a proper equipment and stuff like that and spent more time like screenwriting and like the, the script and everything, it probably would have been a lot better than I, than, than how it ended up being. Um, but I have actually went back and watched it like, like again, and then wrote down a bunch of things that I could have changed. Mm. Um, have an actual script this time, like, like a, like a good properly written script with like, with all this stuff. Um, and hopefully sometime in the near future, I could remaster it with a new group, new group of people, um, with like actual, actual screenwriting talent and actual like, you know, people that, that, that could really get down and dirty into it. Um, Zach, I know that like I listened to the first episode, I think you're a screenwriter, like you yes. write scripts. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, stuff like that. No, I'm just going to group of guys together and hopefully we can pull this off a little better. Yeah. I mean, um, that's one thing that like, even looking back at smaller projects, like, uh, smaller stuff that I would like think is insignificant. Like, just going back and looking at what you could have done better because you might always think that you already know what you want to do, right? Like when you're looking at like a previous thing or like a previous work and you think like, oh, this this really bothers me. What could I have done to, to fix it for the next shoot or for the next whatever, for the next project? Um, I find I, I always do that. Like even with Hard Boiled, I was like looking back and I was like, oh, what, what, what could have we done differently? Um and uh, I, I always find that like maybe it's also easy because hindsight is twenty twenty. But there's um, it's hard for me to go back to that like mind space of where I was on set. Like it's, I, I find it so hard to remember the steps that got me to where I am now. All I have is the end. Like all you have is this video. That yeah. like maybe there are probably some key moments from a set if they really stick with you for whatever <laughs> reason that you can't forget and you're like that's not gonna happen again. Speaking oh, yeah. personally, yeah, I mean, like, I think yeah, there are yeah. definitely some, even from Hardboiled, that I remember. What was bad from Hardboiled that didn't want to happen again? Well, no, it, it was nothing, like, bad, but it was that we we took a while on getting someone for post-sound, and we're very happy with how the post-sound ended up turning out, but, like, taking a while on that, that was something we even debated on set, and we took a valuable time figuring out what we were going to do. It was partially that's my because, fault. That's because uh, our post-sound person bailed on us. Remember? Yes, that's another they thing did. Have yeah. Well, I, set with stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, working with people you don't normally work with. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a problem. It, I yeah, know, there's I always know. variables <laughs> that come up. Yeah. Or friends who, uh, no, yeah, I'm just kidding. Or, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. or friends for who, for whatever reason, can't do what they said that they could. Yes. Yeah. 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 I feel that. I know. I, I, I have a, a funny experience. Um, 
we had uh, the year I was at school, the second year I was at school, um, my school, the program wanted to have something, you know, the, the 48 hour film challenge. Mm-hmm. Have you heard yeah, of that? Okay, so yeah. it's essentially like you put together a film in 48 hours and, and, and it's, you see what you can come up with. The short shouldn't be more than two minutes long. That was the parameters. Okay. Um, and at school they would give you like, they would assign you a group, um, assign you a bunch of items and a bunch of different things that you had to have in your film and you had to somehow make it like flow together in two minutes do they assign like a genre or anything yes they would okay. give you the genre as well so it um i don't remember what my thing was i think my genre was supposed to be a romance um i should i and one of the characters was supposed to be a hooker and one of the items that i was supposed to have in the film was a recorder like a like an instrument oh the like the, oh, wow. the old school recorder yeah yeah like used to stuff you play in like grade two or whatever for the, like the real class. instrument to serenade t- any sex worker right like, <laughs> yeah, exactly like, did you get one like um no they would they would give you oh, like, they all gave the stuff you yeah okay, so fine. there was that um and I had in my group uh originally supposed to have eleven people working on this like small project because it was like multiple different media programs and departments mixed into one thing I mean they had like oh, okay. web development kids in there and stuff because they somehow <laughs> fell underneath the same umbrella of like media at school so they put the web development was it an assignment or was it the extracurricular it was it was kind of both it was okay. like it wasn't officially part of any program it was kind of just like i guess more of like an extracurricular or something that the department wanted to do at the time and it was in like i guess it was like a like a pilot kind of um event where people would try it out and we'll see see where it took us right so um i i was stuck with like a web development kid, uh, a photographer, and like some other kid that I don't—I don't even know. I don't remember. But <laughs> but basically, someone what random I, that just yeah, showed up, just like, kind of hey. showed up, you know. And it was it was like, um, my crew of eleven people ended up dwindling down to myself and like three other people. So, uh, obviously, I was like I could use maybe the photographer for some of the shots that I needed because they've got a better eye than videographers. That's what they say. Photographers can take better video as well mm. um and and basically i guess like the web development kid was like probably an actor or something because we had to give him some kind of job right <laughs> so you're um, gonna pick grass in this scene <laughs> exactly you know brainless brainless yeah. stuff like that yeah um but yeah to say the least like it was a complete disaster like i i was like i can't believe we had we, we spent 48 hours doing absolutely nothing we don't have anything to work with all the shots are crap there's no continuity in any of it. The lighting is bad. The audio is bad. Um, and the worst part about this was this is supposed to be shown at like the local Cineplex. What? Yeah, oh, it was, just, no it was supposed way. to be shown like a like a giant compilation of everyone of like different groups and have their films put together in this giant compilation that was going to be shown in the theater. So they put mine in because I submitted mine, and I was just like I was sitting I was sitting in the auditorium and I was just like I, I don't even want to watch this. Cause ah. I know how bad it is. I know how, I know how, like I, I tried to, you can only polish a turd so much before, it, before <laughs> you just have to ex- accept that it sucks. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, for sure being like someone that d- I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to, to just be like, no, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Cause it sucks. I want to at least try, um, and have something shown. So I submitted my garbage um i don't have it on facebook i don't have it anywhere so if you want to see i could probably show you guys specifically because there's a reason i don't have it online it's because it's that bad so Mm. and and right after like it was just like it was in the theater and it was kind of like a you know like petty clap 
petty applause, and I was like, wow, that was humiliating. Did they show, like, all the short films? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So we were there for, like, maybe two hours, and just, like, two minutes of everyone's, everyone's short film took up the time. Uh, there, there were some really good ones. Um, yeah, there were some pretty good two minute shorts. Uh, something that I probably would have changed is maybe, uh, like finding out a way to get like exposition across in the two minutes without having to like talk too much. Cause I know that that was one thing that I severely got hit hard with, um, in that project was like a lot of dialogue just like kind of just loops around and it's just like, we've been through this already. We already know this. Um, but like I said, like in two minutes working together with like people that I've never worked with before with like a bunch of different, like, 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 what are you going to do with the, the stuff that they give you? You know, like hook, hook with a heart of gold, uh, the recorder, <laughs> that the romance, a classic. like you had, to, uh, you had to, they designed like a hooker with a heart of gold. Yeah. That was, that was the, that was the, the, one of the things. Wow. And honestly, wow. like, yeah, it, thanks school. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's <laughs> funny. Cause like, cause it's like, man, like, yeah, I don't know the purrs out there. You could probably think of something to do with those three things, but, uh. <laughs> But um, just yeah. shoot this two minute porno. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, still a good experience. Now that I know that that I had fun with it, had I had a proper crew together with like better ideas, I, I would one hundred percent do it again. Hmm. I I mean, like personally, I never I never was super engaged with uh the twenty or the the forty eight hour or twenty four hour sometimes film challenges we had oh, at York. Twenty four hours. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Oh, oh, I know, right? I, I hear about those twenty four hour film challenges for like animation students to do them. And it's, it's like, like at that point, you're not making a film; you're making a YouTube video, like yeah. Or, or you're making something worse. Like you're making <laughs> you're making something that and again, making a long vine. I, I like the idea of it because I think for the most part, it teaches people very quickly the immediate considerations for what you need to make a film. But that still doesn't mean that you're going to... Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's a great exercise if you don't end up making a film at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be something else. It can be an effective, like, crash course, but not much else. Well, I always imagined if I was to teach a class, I would set up that we were going to do, like, a 24-hour film challenge. And then at the end, I would say, we would get all the films. And I would say, all right, guys, don't worry about it. Don't cut these films. Uh, or sorry, not cut them, but like trash. Yeah, everyone films. delete your files. Well, I mean, keep them, but like now I'm going to give you like a few weeks to make something better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something that could at least teach you. Um, you're going to delete that too. Yeah, and then you're going to delete <laughs> then you're that. Gonna get rid of all and then you're fired. You're out of, no, but yeah. like um, something along those lines, because I've always felt like the, the, these film challenges, not that they're not, I'm sure that actually some probably great films have maybe even made it into like festival circuits and stuff from the, who knows. It, there's got to be a few. Yeah, there's like the one Cannes winning thing that's yeah. from the fucking 48 hour <laughs> film challenge. Could you just imagine like at Cannes, they're like, uh, yes, the new uh, Malik film and in competition with the new, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, some other like, you know, the new Bong Joon Ho. Oh, but yeah, forget going, about you're those. You're going so great there. Um, <laughs> It's like Shara Selly's uh, two-minute two short film. You're looking at me like I'm gonna fucking know. I'm. Tr- <laughs> That's the well. Anyway, as I was saying, it's just like to me, it, it they always seem like exercises in limitation that don't end up really teaching you much about what you need beyond like, oh, if I need to make a film in the next two days, which will never happen, hopefully, um, what do I need? And even then, you would still. You'd still always have to make concessions. You'd still always have to make your product like less. I shouldn't say product, but your project will always be lesser than it could be 
because you start sinking your teeth into it and maybe your 24 hour film could be really good. Maybe you actually, you're one of your friends like, Hey, how about this premise? And you're like, shit, if we had like a week to write a good script, we could even turn it into something good. But yeah. sorry, you Ross have 48 hours. just dangling that in front of people's yeah, fucking faces. Yeah, maybe it could be great. Maybe it could be good, but we got, you know, like but we're you. 36 hours in. So like, yeah. <laughs> most of the time I, I realized, um, came from like trying to salvage the equipment because we had like four different programs trying to be in on this and there's only so much equipment that we could have used. You know what I mean? So um, essentially at that point, it was pretty much first come, first serve. Whoever got like the light kit that everyone wants, whoever got like whatever lens, then they would, they they already have the upper hand oh, wow. in, in terms of, in terms of how it looks. Um, and now that I think of it, I, it's completely kind of dumb how they mixed like web development kids in this you know people that have <laughs> yeah. no have absolutely no business in whatever it is we're doing because then that cuts down like like you could you could have like you take in you cut away all the kids that don't know what they're doing so then you're just left with like kids that want to make this film um and there's going to be more equipment to go around because the groups have now lessened yeah you know what i mean um because imagine imagine like you i don't know you're you're, you're a film student and there's like some like 48 hour chef dish challenge and, 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 and suddenly they're just like, yeah, well you guys got this film student who's going to fucking help you with, with whatever it is you're cooking. And then they're like, they're like, why are you here? And you're like, why am I here? I don't know. It's a good question. You know? <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> yeah. That like that kind of thing. It, it's completely backwards. And I don't know why you guys like, like that, that, that's obviously like a, like a dramatic kind of example. Cause it's not under the same roof, but at the same time, it, like also like web development, I guess has something to do with computers and, and computers have something to do with film. So they're like, that's kind of the same thing. So let's just throw everything together and <laughs> hope you guys come up with like a, a story in the next two, 48 it's, hours. It's like your Dean of faculty approach where they're just like, you guys are all technology, right? So I mean, and they kind of just lump everything together, yeah, just, you know, uh, you guys all get along. So. Yeah. This is like part of the reason like, well, not that specifically, but like I stopped when I, when I took over the film students association at York and became president of that, uh, I like kind of just stopped doing the 48 hour film challenges. We did them in my first two years at York and the first year it was okay. The second year we kind of, we signed a really stupid theme or a genre. Our genre was like cheesy sitcoms. So everyone just made like a bunch of fucking YouTube videos essentially. <laughs> and then we screwed up and didn't hold. We like, we, we assigned winners, like people won, but then we just kept forgetting to hold the thing where we like give them their prize money and shit. And, uh, kind you guys of have those for money. Yeah, we had, oh yeah, like at York, wow. like you could win, like the winning films could win, like I think it was like 150 bucks for the winner or something oh, like that. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. We got a loot bag with Durham College merch. Oh, damn. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the real winner? Which is really worth way more than $150, let's be real. Yeah, well, I mean, we forgot to fucking give out the winners when I was in my second year, and then after that, when I took over in third year, I was kind of like, we're not fucking doing this. Like, <laughs> yeah, as it did. I don't think they've gone back to doing it, but. Yeah, not, not as far as I know. And I, I really think that like, um, a more effective role for like a, a film club would not be to run a 48 hour no. thing. It would probably be to like facilitate workshops or to do things to cover the bases, which we kind of did. Yeah. Which we kind of, which we kind of did. We uh, did. We did screenwriters like round table. Yeah. We did things. that like a few times. We yeah, did it a number of times. We did it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's mostly to like kind of cover what the faculty and department won't yeah. or what they can't because you're a student who has a different perspective than some professor or some course instructor or whatever. Right. Did like, we do that in third year, the screenwriting workshops? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We did in third year, right? Not yeah, just yeah. fourth year, right? Yeah. 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 No, okay. We okay. did a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, so Gabe, I'm, I'm just 
going to... So first off, one thing I wanted to ask is you told me a story about something that was very tragic that happened to a reel of yours, I think. It was a reel? Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be really excited for this. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. So, like, no, 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 it's, uh, it, it's fine. I, I, I tell a story to a lot of people that ask. Um, so, but yeah, basically, um, we're, um, I, it was coming to the end of second year, and uh, one of our final projects was to uh, create like a demo reel and like a highlight reel um, with everything you shot in the two years um to try and get work with hopefully when you leave the the course um so i i i have it i i put together like a reel um and stuff like that with different things um and i should which is like this is a problem i should have saw coming when it first happened to me because it happened to me two times and the first time i was able to recover everything but i second time unfortunately i'll get into soon um so the first time uh, something crashed, something went wrong. I don't remember what happened exactly. And I pretty much lost my project. And that was like a few weeks of, of work that I had to restart and it was due the next day. So I had to cram everything. Well, I mean, like it was, it was tough the first time around. Cause I didn't know what kind of like, like what sequences to put in and what to take out and stuff. Like I had to be like my, my absolute best work in the two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second time around, it was a little easier because I kind of already knew what I wanted to put in. So I wasn't, it was just a matter of clicking and dragging and putting everything in place. Um, and hopefully maybe the second time noticing things that you could have changed and then doing it better. So I did that. Um, and I got my assignment handed in, it went well. And shortly after I, I had, um, I had a gig to do where I had to shoot this, like this music event for, for one of my buddies. And, um, I had taken out, uh, like I had the C100 with me. I had like, um, like a zoom recorder, the mics, like, like this is at the time it was the biggest, um, project of my own that I was going to work on by myself with no crew. And I figured, um, I know how to use all the equipment and stuff. I learned pretty much my way around most of it. So I can definitely pull this off. All I got to do is shoot the event. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. So I had everything set up. I was shooting the event. Um, I got all the footage I needed. And then when I went to put it together in premiere, cause that's what I was using. I still use, um, I pretty much overworked my hard drive and I lost footage of every single thing that I shot in those two years. So, so like the hard drive was like paperweight essentially. Ugh. So I lost wow. my reels. I lost all the footage of different like short projects and stuff that I haven't even had a chance to edit yet. I haven't even had a chance to see how it turned out all gone. So that includes like the music event, um, stuff I did first year, stuff I did second year, um, stuff that I did on the side by myself. Hadn't had a single chance to, to, to even look at how it turned out and it's gone. Like all of it's gone. Um, and I still have the hard drive itself. I don't know where it is. I think it's probably like sitting in like the glove compartment in my car. I think. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I brought it to like, I brought it to like all these different places and see what they could do for me. And they were like, yeah, man, like, I don't know. Cause oh, wow. yeah, like I didn't, I don't remember what happened, but, um, and that is probably a big thing that steered me away from doing film again. Cause I was like, man, this is like, I, I don't know what to shoot anymore. I don't, I don't have, I don't even have enough room on my computer to put the new stuff on. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's something that, um, unfortunately people go through 
Yeah. Because me losing two years worth of work on the hard drive is like, it's probably like some people have like their entire lives and their entire like careers of stuff that they, that unfortunately goes missing and, and they can't recover again. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that was, that was that. Um, and still to this day, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten anything back. Like I've tried everything. I've tried like, you know, downloading different programs and doing these different like recovery methods and it's just nothing's worked so far. Mm. Um, Damn. Yeah. It's, it, it was, it was a rough time. Yeah. Well, I remember when it was happening, when I, when you had told me about it first yeah. and I was like, oh no, this sucks. And I just remember thinking that it's something <clears> that I've heard other students at York, it happens to them. Like, you know, someone just something random, like a power outage happens when you're in the middle of transferring, like some footage from an SD card to a hard drive and suddenly it's all gone. Did yeah. someone we know lose like the majority of their documentary for your, at York? I remember I, that. I think multiple people we know and have. No, but do you remember that particular, like a friend of ours, um, what do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh, vaguely, I think I do. I'm not gonna name names, but like basically, a friend of ours was editing another person we knew their oh, documentary. Yes. Oh my god! And they brought Ooh. over. Um, they, did they meet in an editing suite? Is that where it happened? Um, it didn't matter. It's point. I think it was an editing suite, a computer at York. Sure, anyway, sure. But like this friend, like brought the other friend over and was like, okay, like, like I will start. I want to start logging your footage. Like, just bring me the hard drive, and she brought it over. And um, they opened it up, and like, what had happened to it? A bunch of it was just not there. It, yeah, almost all of it. I think it was just gone. Was just vamoosed. Like, mm. yeah, I. Remember. And only then did she realize that it happened too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this person was pretty unaware. Actually, I do remember. I remember exactly what you're talking about because I was yeah. there. You were there when it happened. Yes, it was me, um, a few of us, and the editor in question. And we were was it the, at a suite? It was, or no, was it was at the library. To the library. And we had checked it on one of the library computers, oh. and um, our friend who was doing the editing asked, "Like, where is it?" And this person who had given them the drive says, "I, I don't know. I thought it was on there." Um, oh shit! Yeah, and it was. What had happened there? Do you know? I think like, this was in our second year. I really don't know. Was, much was of this it. second? I thought it was third year. You know what? We're thinking of a different situation. We are. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure. Like, okay, so. So our uh, see this. this Should we just be about names? And we can just say some names quickly. Yeah, we're gonna bleep out some names. I'm talking about. And yes. How discovered was it? Mother's dog. Yeah, it was. It, uh, no, not. It was. His dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was in the library, but this is also connected to when was editing. Um, who was it? it? Yeah. And it would. Uh, but I, none of the footage got lost from that one. Uh, no, it was, because, or sorry, it wasn't lost. It was unusable because the audio was just not properly recorded. Okay. And like he- But I'm talking about- I'm talking about the situation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was like- Okay, we're gonna, do, we're gonna beep a bunch of fucking names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, oh my God. But anyway- Use a good sound effect when you do it. Yeah, too. I'm kind of oh. curious to see what sounds you're gonna use for this. Oh, yeah. oh don't worry. I will, I will find all of the Looney Tunes repertoire. I will go through it all. Don't worry. We're gonna oh, have some good awesome. stuff. I like that pull idea from Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. Just, idea. Just the, man, I rewatched Hereditary around Halloween time after playing Luigi's Mansion for Here a while. We go. <laughs> well, no, because me and my friends had just got the new Luigi's Mansion, so we were playing. There's through a new it. Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, yeah, and you can play it co-op with like this Ooh. goo version of Luigi. It's really fun. Nonetheless, we decided afterwards, like, oh, get back we, to business. Yeah, we we, we wanted to watch uh, Hereditary because my friend had never seen it. Or, well, it's, uh, Miles hadn't seen it. You should have just let oh them know. Oh, my not, God. You yeah. got Miles to watch her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had all... Did he get through it? It was me, Miles, and...
And uh, yeah, yeah, he got through it. He didn't find it scary. What the fuck? Yeah. Miles was I just remember- too tough for, not too tough. He was just like, oh, like he just didn't react at all. I was like, what about. No, just, just. And when that scene happens, that's like, to me, like not just scary. So it's your disturbing. friend's a sociopath, right? I don't know. Miles also. He, he probably might have just clicked out. Shout nah, to, Miles, you can stay in. Shout out to Miles. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to shout Miles, out to my Miles. boy. I remember I first watched Hereditary. It was back in like February where like our, my fr- a friend of mine came over and like we talked about watching this. It was when they just put it on Netflix and uh, we both watched it and both of us were like fairly fucking freaked out by oh, it. Oh man. I got I, like three hours of sleep that night. Yeah, yeah, same. I remember watching it. So I saw it in theaters opening night. Ooh. Um, I love the movie so much. I've seen it four times up until this point. First, okay, first day I saw it, I, I was, um, I had some of my buddies from school staying with me, so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. You know, we, we were all like, we're all film guys. We all know the magic that happens behind the camera. It's no problem. We, we can go to sleep. Second night, um, actually, I don't remember. I think I watched it a few days again after also in the theater with a different friend of mine. And that was when I was up till six in the morning. Like I was like, I know what's going to happen. I know how it ends. I know all the stuff. This is not going to be a problem. I'm going to be able to sleep well. And then that night I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's, it's still, it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Um, third time I watched it, uh, it, it I don't remember who it was with. Was, again, like each time I've seen this movie, it was just like with different groups of friends. And I was like, have you seen this new movie with whatever? And they're like, no, I haven't. I'm like, oh man, it's like completely fucked up. And you got to watch this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've watched it and, and honestly, like, like the fourth time seeing it, I was kind of just like, it's not even fun anymore. It's just depressing. It's just at the yeah. end. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know why I keep putting myself through this, man. Like I hate, like it, it, it's still a great movie. Still definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but yeah, after the fourth time, it's like, I know what happens, but what's wrong with me? Why do I keep watching this? Have you seen Midsummer? Yes, I loved Midsummer. I haven't seen Midsummer yet. I like know all about it though. I've kind of had it like pretty heavily spoiled for me. Midsummer is 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 pretty amazing. The thing about Ari Aster is that uh, he's only done the full, um, just Hereditary and Midsummer are the only two full length movies that he's done. Have you seen his short, uh, the Johnsons one? Yeah. Yes, I have seen that one. God, that was oh my fucked. goodness, man! Yeah. I yeah. Don't, see, so good. See, like he he's kind of like. I would um he he I'd say was would be one of my new inspirations for like how to make like a proper horror film without spoiling anything without giving too much away um yeah, in the yeah. trailer uh cuz like 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 James Wan for example at the time maybe like 2006 sorry 2016 um like when the conjuring stuff was coming out I I loved James Wan's work as a director like as a horror director he was probably one of the one of my favorite ones working at the time um and I wanted to make like I wanted to take inspiration from like his movies and put them into like my shorts and stuff like that. And then Ari Aster hit the scene with, with hereditary. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, this is completely like, unlike anything I've ever seen before. This is nuts. And, um, uh, I think we, we may have talked about this before, yeah. um, at a different time, but it was like James Wan's horror is kind of like adrenaline filled and it's fun. It's scary, but like you're, you're not, you're not like, this is disturbing. It's kind of like, this is entertainment. Yeah. And Ari Aster's film is kind of just like, here's like a, like a 10 minute sequence of something super depressing happening. And then, Oh, by the way, there's two hours of this movie left and it's just going to keep getting worse from here. <laughs> like you want to, you want to just be scared for no reason and just have like the worst nightmares. Like, yeah, sure. They'll watch this like an Ari Aster movie or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, like something strange about the Johnsons is, exactly that like yeah. Yeah. it's not it's 
It's kind of like all of his movies like summed up into one though. Like it's yeah. very his direction. It's very everything. You know this movie? Yes. Well? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you get a chance to watch it? Um, yes, but I didn't finish it because I was admittedly a little too scared at the time. Oh, <laughs> really? Man. The short it, film? It's, it, it's, not, it's not like, it's not as scary as Hereditary no, 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 or no, it's even not, Midsommar. It's not even scary. But I, it makes you feel really gross. Yeah. It's, that's, it's unsettling. Yeah. It's extremely unsettling. And that's the thing that I think I take away from Aster and it makes me recognize his, not just quality, but his own, what he brings to the table that I don't often see from other really good horror directors who I've come to like revere is that Astor completely understands how to balance both traditional kind of jump scare filmmaking with heavily nuanced kind of European um, horror art house filmmaking with his own sense of fucked up, like ethic, uh, ethical dilemmas and shit. Like anytime I get to hereditary and I see the scene where she's about to throw the book in the fire, I just like, I, I get goosebumps. I'm just it, like, oh, this, fuck this movie already because I'm just it, it about gets, to be... I, like, it's 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 like a really depressing first half and then ever since the pole scene with the head, yeah, it just like spirals into this completely chaotic, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, like another scene that still that still gets me to this day is like um, with Tony Collette's character when she finds out that her mom is part of the the cult. Yeah. Um, oh, spoilers. Yeah, for, spoilers. Uh, well, well, okay, you know, we've had to say that. Before, your yeah. if, you, if you haven't seen Hereditary at this point, it's your loss. Yeah. Like it's. Oh yeah, definitely. But, um, lost, trust me. It's but great. um, yeah, like from like just like the close-ups of like of like her reactions and like cutting back to like the photo album that she's going through and like yeah. there's like her grandma with like all those people and they're just like celebrating. It's like oh man, like what the hell is happening, right? Yeah. And uh, we can't forget the. uh the scene at the end, the last, the last sequence, the last act when, um, she's like the, the, when she's in the corner of the, yeah, just like the shots outside the house were like, if you look at it closely, there's like people there. There's people standing outside. There's people in throughout the house, like in the attic. Yeah. Yeah, Throughout the entire movie too. You can actually like, there's people who are like like, subtle characters there. I remember on the, the horror movie subreddit, they were taking just frames from Hereditary as soon as it was out, brightening them, and then you would see... You would pe- see this naked person. You would just see, like, this naked old person just in the corner of the wall from the beginning of the film, because yeah. they've always been there. Yeah, They're always watching, and, like, I just remember thinking by the end of it, I was like, I gotta Google who payment is, I gotta mm. find out more about, like, <laughs> demon cults and stuff like that, because I was... It, it, immediately with mystery and with all of that terror afterwards all it leaves you with is like do i want to look into it do yeah. i even want to know more about it because it's so investing and so interesting but the terror of it that like that mystique of of sudden creepy violence and like a force you just can't stop like it made me like hesitantly google it payment yeah, because i was like oh fuck like i was just i was feeling the aftershocks of that movie even when i was doing something as normal is googling something yeah right now he's feeling it like, yeah, like right i'm not even feeling it. i kind yeah. of am um. <laughs> <laughs> but even like 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 tony collette's performance in that movie is phenomenal like she was so good everyone i, that I can't believe good yeah, job. Like, yeah especially the kid like yeah millie shapiro i think her name yeah. is she was i think her first debut um in a full length um and i remember the guy i think it's alex wolf or something the naked brothers band guy <laughs> um he was all like as um what as he was in the naked brothers band oh, yeah i knew yeah. this actually um, as Peter, but yeah, like she, like, um, that sequence where after, uh, the pole scene and they cut back to like that still shot of, um, I think his name is Alex Wolf. I yeah, think, I think so. um, I it's just like the one long take of his face and he's just in the car and he, he tries to look over to like the mirror and he can't because he knows that 
there's just a body in the back of his car. Yeah. And oh. then the following scene after where you they hear, stay on his face. And you yeah. Hear, and yeah. you hear like he goes to bed and then it's just like the like the one continuous shot of his of him lying down with his face. And then and then you hear like, oh, like I'm getting groceries or whatever. And then Tony Collette goes into the car and then you hear the scream. And then the crying that comes after that is just like so horrifying. Yeah. Like that, I think, was the most disturbing part of that sequence. And then they do that random cut back to like the head on the road with the ants. Oh, you know, it's funny. I have a, uh, a friend I used to work with. His friend worked in the prosthetics for the head. Oh, man, that's yeah. insane. Must have been a fun job, right? Damn. But yeah that that would have been that would have been amazing to work with, to work on. Yeah. Just being part of that of making that film was would have been just like awesome. I mean, I always hear that like people who work on horror films have a lot of the, the val not the 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 mystique of the horror, but like, what was it? Uh, I remember th- there was an interview that I heard, and I wish I could cite it better now, but it was people who had worked on Hereditary, like one of the lead. Um, production designers and stuff and they often talk about how like I've worked on plenty of horror films before where because I work on it I don't find them as scary and they were like hereditary is still scary like they're like I'm still scared of this movie and I really wish I could cite the interview better but like man I I remember just I I heard that I I remember hearing that interview before I saw it and I just thought well now I gotta see it and uh, then I did and then I didn't sleep so it's a lot of fun did you did you think Midsummer was like they're obviously two very different. We talked about this before. They're obviously two very different films. Yeah. Um. But by the same guy. Um. Actually, is is, is that a good way to put it? Two different films because they yeah, kind of they are. are. They're, they're very different films. Yeah, yeah. One is a super. One is like a super fucked up, chaotic mess, and the other one is just like it's more of an artsy, more of like a beautiful, uh, visually approach. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, Midsummer was also pretty good. I, I, honestly, like I was thinking to myself, I don't remember if we saw it together in theater. Um, I don't. I don't think. Must, we yeah, did. I don't think we did. But I remember just going with some of my other friends, and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't want to be able to get through this movie. I want this to be the movie that drives me out of the theater because I need it to be that scary. Because Hereditary set the bar so goddamn high. Yeah, like- I was like, <laughs> I I need to leave this movie halfway, and then I'll be and then I'll be happy with it. Um, but I stayed till the end only because like I think I just kind of expected it to be exactly like Hereditary with that kind of like that kind of sense. Um. But yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know, you haven't seen it, but definitely I have, I have, it's check it out. For me. I'm going to watch it soon, though. Yeah, I mean, to me, when I, and, and you're totally right, Gabe, like, they are two different films, but I think both in what they try and do, they are so effective at it, you know? Like, they're both trying to do two different things, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. Midsummer is still very unsettling, and but I think it's because it supposes a setting that um, is so beautiful and so scenic that you can't really possibly like you know that you're in there to yeah, see a horror, it's horror film in the daytime essentially yeah and 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 at first you don't think it's like it's all sunny it can't hurt you yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah and then Ari Aster is like guess what it can 100% <laughs> and and in doing that it, it 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 kind of plays with different rules than hereditary does where i i feel like as soon as you turn on hereditary there is an expectation of this is a very dark dimly lit creepy film old naked people in the back like yeah you know <laughs> any and honestly like any horror film with like old naked cult members like fucking gets me every time man like have you seen the uh the uh, the uh, old naked cult members man every naked time cult members, i mean like man, every single time you're There's out a, but they pull you back in like have you seen it's a spanish film veronica it was on yes. netflix it was yep. called like wasn't everyone going fucking nuts about that yeah before? so here's the thing here's the thing so I, I remember coming across it on, on Facebook and it was like, oh, this is the scariest movie to be on Netflix or whatever. And like p- 
people couldn't finish the movie. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me have a look. Let me try. And uh, I had a bunch of friends over to watch the whole thing. It's a, it's a great movie. I actually mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, and again, like there's also like naked old people in that movie. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh God, that, that's like the new bar of like horror now. Just have a naked <laughs> old guy and just have him stand in the corner subtly. And then you just be like creeped out. Turn a leather handbag with like four limbs. You're not fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, what was that thing? Like, um, there, I, I actually read an article uh, uh, recently about like old people in horror and we how we've been get even that uh, more recent M Night Shyamalan film, The Visit, or the how or I think it's the, it was The Visit with yeah. the two grandparents and the it was like a yeah yeah or they I, don't I, know the grandparents or some shit yeah something along those lines the I have seen yeah the fucking yeah, yeah oh. <laughs> um, and again it's like don't get me wrong I I think that um, I mean I I have mixed feelings about that movie in particular but. When I was thinking, what I was thinking about is like the utility of using old people as a as as a creepy mechanism, you know, like because you can always have things like the alien kind of character or the monster, this kind of a, a, a unnatural or supernatural being, or even something like a um, a psychotic killer. So like kind of a man versus man, or I guess person versus person types narrative, yada yada yada. You've got these kinds of forces, but the the elderly are often considered so innocent. And it's even to the point where we're seeing like tricks played on us of what we expect of elderly people in the media. So like, um, I think of, it was also mentioned in an article that scene of where Captain Marvel punches an old woman who's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> punch her in the face. Yeah. yeah and, and like the, how that was a big part of marketing Cause in the trailer. Too. Yeah. Cause in the trailer I was like, did that just happen? Or did that just associate those two scenes by myself? Like I, I didn't, I didn't know if I actually saw that for real. Brie Larson punches old woman just as a headline. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. But I mean, the nods at Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> You're next. And this, this is what you wanted. <laughs> this is what you wanted. This is, but I mean, it's funny to, to think, but at, I mean, at the same time, like t- I, I completely recognize that there's something very, very unsettling about taking these, what I are, thought you were going to say something very therapeutic, about, like, <laughs> very therapeutic just, about punching an old woman. No, but like, well, this is all about elder abuse. <laughs> 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 that, that that was the previous name of the podcast. We had to make it about films. I don't know. Zach I to, was. I went to elder abuse. What was the previous <laughs> was, name? Like? Was the, elder abuse isn't funny. Moving on. Um, it's kind of funny. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Anyway. No. Please leave that in. Yeah. Oh no. That's staying in. I, I need. I, I want that. I want that quoted. Where Zach's like, no, elder abuse is funny. That's <laughs> when we finally go to court. Like, <laughs> yeah. We can, but but seriously, like the idea of using old people as um, tools for your story. Um, playing on the expectations you have about imagery of older people, Zach's now laughing. Sorry. The elderly, I, I don't know. I think it's fan. I think it's um. It's a lot more effective than using a cliche little girl. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Exactly. Uh, you, you. How took, many horror I mean, films are out there? is both. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Right. How many horror films do you know where there's like a little girl who's possessed? Pretty much every single like Ouija kind of movie that yeah. came out, like Ouija. Yeah. Um, little girls possessed and everything will. It's kind of the same idea where it's like they want to take something super like innocent and try and turn it against what you feel like it should be. Yeah. And completely just flip your world upside down. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like the kind of the, the genius of like any like standout horror is usually something like even something cheaper like paranormal activity where you take a suburban setting with an aesthetic you're not used to. You turn it into a demon story. It sells. Like, I got fucking nauseous when I watched the last one in theaters. Oh really? Dip How many are there at this point? I don't know. I think there's like six of them now but because watched, they started doing spinoffs. I watched, yeah, that's right. I watched um, 
the last one that came out in the theaters with Miles. Yeah. And like, I think it was in 3D. Like Paranormal Activity in 3D or something like that. I don't remember. And, that, of and all like, the films to be in 3D, that's to be in the 3D, one. Yeah, the found footage one had to be in 3D. Um, yeah, I had to take my glasses off like halfway and like look look somewhere else because I was like, I was like, fuck, I can't do this. Like the shaky cam is just pissing me off and it's getting me nauseous. I can't even imagine trying to watch like a Blair Witch movie in 3D. I feel like I just throw up instantly. Ooh. Oh my god, yeah. Or like in VR. I think I think actually Ooh. a Blair Witch experience in VR without all the shaky cam would be awesome. And that's what they. Sh- like, really, to be a good video game. But it's kind of weird how like the found one. footage, the, how was, they they decided to make like a 3D found footage. Where it's kind of like, because it isn't supposed to be like you're watching like a real life. Yeah. Like they found this and, and you well, know. Which they that. shot with two cameras and 3D <clears throat> technology. <laughs> and we're now paying, you're paying 14 bucks exactly. to watch. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have seen, um, there's a movie called Lake Mungo. I'm not familiar. No. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's against like a found footage film. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fictional story about like a family who uh, um, they lose their daughter in some kind of like mysterious like drowning accident. And, um, it's like a documentary about like her, her death and pretty much they experience like weird shit around the house. Um, that's a really good movie to check out for mm. sure. I think the guy that directed it, um, that's to my knowledge, I think that's the only thing he's put out. Mm. Um, sorry, one more time for the name. Lake Mungo. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Definitely that's- check that one out. It's really, it's pretty, it's pretty, un, it's pretty unsettling. It's a really, really good fictional found footage, um, film, um, it's more of like a documentary. It's not really like like Blair Witch Project, where it's just like like a bunch of shakiness and darkness and loud noises. Um, but they do like interviews with like the cast and crew and stuff like that. And and like I I thought it was based off of a true story, but it's not. It's completely like fictional. All the characters are they're just actors that are portraying the the characters. Um, but yeah, that's a really really good movie to watch. I'd say if anyone's looking for a found footage film to check out, that would be the one to check out for sure. Awesome. Okay, cool. So speaking of unsettling, I noticed that you actually have known Zach much longer than I. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about this totally, at all. Totally forgot about this. I, I definitely want this to be part of the podcast. Real yeah, quick. absolutely. Yeah. So quick uh, backstory: uh, Gabe and I. Uh, how old were we? We were in first grade when we first met. Um, or was it younger? Probably like seven years old. You're seven years. Old. Is that first grade? Because I know that like because in grade eight or grade three, we were eight. Yeah. And we knew each other then. Yeah. Um, so maybe a little bit before that. So maybe yeah, I like, swear we, I, I'm pretty sure we met when we were in first grade. Yeah, Guys, yeah, I need we, perfect memories from like your okay. early childhood. Don't fact check right because now. I completely don't remember any <laughs> we of were like, We were like close, right? We hung out a lot though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, we did. We did. And in second grade and third grade and shit. And then, I remember, uh, I should vividly remember the first day. Um, it was at like a summer camp before grade one. Yeah. And uh, I, I, um, I was on the school bus. It was me or you, and we ended up just sitting next to each other because I think whoever was in charge at the time was like, he's sitting alone. You're sitting alone. Just go sit with him. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it was kind of just like put us together. Uh, and I, I, I remember that uh, that Scooby-Doo bag you had. Right, like yeah. It was like a great <laughs> Scooby-Doo bag. So Zach hasn't changed. We, we've learned this now. Um, it was a green Scooby-Doo bag. I remember that. Like wow. vividly. God, that is a detail. Yeah. Shit. Hey, Zach, who'd you go as Halloween this year as? I was Shaggy this yeah. year. So oh, he man, hasn't changed. He hasn't changed Scooby-Doo, but Sorry, oh, that's awesome. What, what were you saying? No, it's just like just like a stupid detail that I that I remember, and then and then because it was the summer, it was just like I was like, all right, see ya, I guess, whenever, and then and then. 
and then we were we were in school and I was like, holy shit, you're that guy from the bus. You're that guy from <laughs> exact the fucking words. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Words are great. Verbatim, dude, one. you're that guy from the bus. Guy Fuck, from the bus like, you're gonna rip from a bong and just turns to me like, <laughs> <laughs> right there at the jungle gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, grade one. It's yeah. cruel. I remember, I remember actually, oh, another weird detail I remember is watching that horrible uh, European animated movie, Dougal, with you. Do you remember that movie? Dougal. Remember the fucking, don't you remember? I remember Dougal. Dougal, yes, it sounds really familiar. It's a dog movie. Google, yeah, He's Google image it. It's like, it looks awful. It's oh, like yes, fucking, yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's actually yeah, I remember watching a, that at your house. It's actually based on like a really popular European property that for some reason. Is it actually? Yep. Oh, yeah. man, that's yeah. crazy. But it was a horrible fucking animated movie. And I didn't. I just started watching. He, it he thought exactly that in grade one. He was like, "This yeah. is fucking terrible." <laughs> yeah, he, he would give like opinionated rants about movies even then. He'd yeah. be like, "This is this is easy. Five out of ten. I Alex wouldn't even Jones put it." Style fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tinfoil hat, and everything. Oh god, this like, movie um, is so bad. Dougal, I don't even believe her character. Stop. There's like, no Zachary, arc. go finish your crackers. You shouldn't be talking about this stuff. <laughs> no, but um, we we also watched uh, we watched Sleepy Hollow together. Did we? Sleepy Hollow, yeah, with Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, that was that was. Uh, you had it. You so had, we like, should not have been watching. Oh, at that age, no, no, hell no. Wait, how know. old did you guys? Oh right, because you guys stopped. Seeing- <laughs> you were in first grade. You guys are watching Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yeah you we watched. Because I had like a watched, portable DVD player. Yeah, you had I? a portable DVD player, and I don't remember. I think we were at like there used to be a Rogers store. Um, yeah, uh, by the Garden Basket Plaza and Markham and Sixteenth. And we were hanging out, and then I think like your dad took us to the store, and like we were just like, yo, let's watch this movie, and I was like. Okay, I don't know what it's about, but yeah, like sure, let's. We got a DVD player, guys. We can watch whatever we wanted. And then uh, we got Sleepy Hollow. And I remember like that movie like scared the shit out of me as a kid. Well, I'd imagine it's a fucking amazing movie. It has Christopher yeah, Walken in it. Like, I mean, that's some scary shit. There's a fucking scene where he like does he does he like behead a little kid in that movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some. There's like I mean, there's a lot of beheadings in that movie. There's yeah. a lot of yeah, child but, uh, murder in Sleepy Hollow. Like, yeah, there's yeah. on screen child killings. There's a, yeah, there's a good amount of like there was like a scene. Um, where the girl like she's having sex with some guy in like the forest yep yeah and 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 it's like at the time it was like fucking first graders man we're like what the hell like people actually are they naked like (laughs) are they naked on screen and we were just like the most it was it was fucking mind-blowing but i i couldn't sleep after that i I remember i remember that wow huh wow yep yeah bro that's quite a thrill well i was gonna say just like kind of a crazy coincidence because like i only met zach um didn't we isn't there a chance that we ran into each other when we were younger too because you know there's a good chance yeah yeah i know some yeah. um, more names that will be bleeped out but i knew this family we can leave them in what the schwangers i mean i don't really see a i mean I'm, well anyway we, we like, like a weird i guess yeah but. well no no zach and i uh have a, it's it's just very weird like a lot of weird small world coincidences and there's was, like a family we both know we've both known from a young age and like there's a there's a good chance i ran to moss as like real probably as like a second or third grader myself at like a birthday party or something yeah pro- definitely there's got to be some like random overlap but i just i remember one day um i don't know if it was i think you messaged like hey you know zach gladstone yeah i think like, I, <laughs> I think i saw i think i maybe you guys took a picture together we or probably something saw like on that. facebook or something i was like i know that guy <laughs> what like did you know each other like um yeah i think and i was like you know zach gladstone like what the <laughs> hell that's a small world man that's so funny it's, it's really weird too because in all honesty like i only met zach around first second year that's kind of when we started talking and um it's also around the same time that we met too 
you and I, because I remember uh, my at the time girlfriend introduced us. Yeah. And was that, that was after <laughs> high school? Uh, no, that yeah. was, no, no, that was probably grade 12. Yeah, it, it would that have was, to. That might have been grade. It would 12. have had to have been like near the end of it because I think we. Yeah, because then we started hanging out. I know for a fact it was grade twelve. Yes, I know for a fact yeah. it was grade twelve. Yeah, man, it just I don't know. It just it's really funny, like weird, random connections. Um, yep. You know. Okay, well, we should probably start wrapping this up soon. Oh, all I'm right. Sorry. Zach wants to shut it down. <laughs> okay, no. Um, <laughs> just like a yeah, we're gonna wrap it up in a in a second. But uh, one thing for the next episode. I remember at the beginning of this podcast, Moss and I said we do this thing where like we assigned each other a movie each month and we'd watch it and like and like talk about it at the next episode. Yeah, neither of us. And then we, and then we we did assign each other movies in the first episode. We just never fucking watched them. So our goal is that we're gonna watch those movies for the next uh, for the next episode. I swear, I swear, we were gonna try. Um, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be great. Um, we might even mention it next episode. Who knows if we remember? We're going to. We're going, we're going to. to. It's going to happen. I swear. Also, we're going to try to do a Christmas thing next episode. I was thinking we would do like a top ten countdown of like Chris- top ten Christmas movies, something like that. Top ten Christmas movies. All right. Well, we got to. Oh whoa. man, I I I mean, can I just do a like ten ten Shrek the Halls? No, we're not. Do you already show that for FSA? Yes. Yes, I God, remember. That was great. Okay, well, Gabe, do you want any last words? Yeah, do you, wanna, do you want to plug anything? Do you want to plug anything? Tell us about yourself. Oh, um... Got a pyramid scheme you want people to invest in? <laughs> uh, no, not not really. I mean, I... No offense, I, I, I was like, these guys probably don't have any sponsors to shout out, so... Thanks, <laughs> we know. <laughs> what are you talking about? We've got... Um, make a point of, yeah, no, Squarespace, fucking... Yeah, uh, uh, audible.com, they're, they're totally... Spon- sponsoring Stop. us, right? Yeah. Uh, listen to with free code film school. I, I don't know. Obviously not. Um, not yet. <laughs> free code. We're giving away free Audible stuff. Go. Go to the website. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll. D- <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Zach's imitating me again. Uh, let's, I'm going to keep account from now on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Uh, rate, subscribe, all that shit. Rate, subscribe. Um, Actually, rate us though. Like, if you're on, I'm, I'm serious about this. This isn't a joke. If you're if you're on Apple Podcasts, this rate isn't a us. joke. You're gonna do it right now. Um, Please. This is, you know, like we like Gabe. Do you have Apple? Do what do you have? You have an Apple uh, yeah, phone? Yeah, I do. I do. I go ahead and like give us. Like, I downloaded. I downloaded the podcast app again just because I oh, just because I wanted to listen to this. Awesome. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Thank you. I think everyone so listening should do that. I think you should take your phone and just give us like a good old five star rating right now. Maybe write us a review actually too. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> Please. I think that's what you should do right now. Like right now. I think you should like, yeah, touch on air. my shoulder. Just um, no, but uh, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, well, th- well, first off, thank Gabe's. Th- oh, yeah, Gabe's. Gabe, thank you for coming on. Oh, Sorry, no, thanks for having me. Appreciate. Thank you very much. Seriously. No, no, yeah, and um. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, uh, Gabe's. You know, you've been a really good friend of mine for a long time, and we really appreciate coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, see you next time. Yep. Yeah, see you next <laughs> time. Um, it's. It's it's been real, so later days. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks guys.